Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. So we are, uh, we're a skeleton crew today. It's me and me and Colson. What's up, everyone? Chris and, Chris and Paul are both sick, which... Oh, man. I mean, they're sickly. They're not sick. Hate, sick. hate to see it. It's not like COVID or anything. They're just a little bit under the weather. Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm yawning. I don't know if anybody else is feeling a little tired after the holiday weekend. I I mean, I'm always feeling tired, but... <laughs> Regardless. Hey, John, did you guys shoot off any any fireworks or cook any fun food or anything yesterday? Um, we, we didn't shoot off any fireworks, and in fact, we didn't even uh, stay up for the fireworks. The kids yes. kept asking, and... Um, my, my children have had kind of a rough go of it lately with the, um, obedience area. So Lori was like, we went to the fireworks show at the church. Ah, uh, yes. And, Which uh, it was a great fireworks show. Was. So I'm, Kate was I like, totally was that for 4th of July? I was like, yes. yeah. <laughs> hey, anyway. I, I feel you on the, uh, children and obedience thing as well it's just so. so we what we did was we hung out um at the pool with the larches um they cooked some burgers and we uh you know ate some burgers and swam like, in the pool and like the founding fathers would have wanted as the founding fathers would have, <laughs> that's what's the the jim gaffigan yeah, i wouldn't i wouldn't normally eat a burger a brat and a steak but it's fourth of july what the founding fathers would have wanted. That's right. Exactly. Oh man. Well, hey, you're you're not even listening to this uh the day after. No, you're probably the, the day after that or the day after that or the or day another time. Um, but wherever you are, we hope you're doing well. Yeah, um and absolutely. I'm, and you're probably listening to this before uh this coming weekend. Um because you know we obviously we re- reference and talk about the uh, the next weekend's sermon. Before mm-hmm. we do that, though, um, we wanted to say because he probably listens to the podcast. No, he doesn't. Well, if even if he doesn't, we did want to take a minute even to just be grateful for a man like Justin Hayes. Yeah, Justin Hayes uh, um, came and led worship for us. And, you know, he's he's a talented musician, and we're grateful to have him as a musician and everything like that. But I, I got to tell you, the reason that I asked Justin to come back over and over and over again um, has actually very little to do with his musicianship. It has to do with his heart. Mm-hmm. I thought um, you were going to say that he's a snappy dresser. Oh, yeah. No, he's a snappy dresser. He looks good, folks. Sorry, um, his heart for worship. His heart for worship, his heart for the church. Um, the fact that, you know, kind of a lot of what we've been talking about, Justin has invested his life in um, uh, the Fostering Collective. Um, so. Um, he he heads up that organization, correct? He does. He heads up the Fostering Collective. So if you know about the Fostering Collective, um, Justin would be a great guy for you to talk to. If you don't know about the Fostering Collective, Justin would be a great guy for you to talk to. Um, you know, and, and ever since the Roe v. Wade um, overturning um, and the, the sermon that um, Chris preached, you know, encouraging everybody to get involved, um that we as Christians really have, like we have the burden of that now and it's a good burden and we should take up that burden. Um, have you ever heard Chris talk about burdens that like, I'm sure I have that like, uh, like if somebody, you know, we use the word burden and it, it, it immediately, obviously I think for everybody has a negative context. Right. But the idea that, uh, you know, 
children children are a burden sounds like you're you're being really <laughs> ugly uh, yeah but if if i handed you like if i had like this big huge stack of gold bars in front of me that would also and be say a burden. like take take as much as you can you know as, you, as much as you want let's just say yeah. as much as you want you would you would try to get as much as you could carry and it would be a heavy burden yes but it is still worthy of that effort and it's worthy of you know whatever we we ought, we intrinsically know that it's worth that right um i i think that you know, if we if we call children a burden, then then automatically you think that you're being ugly about it. It's like, no, they are a burden and they're like gold. They are worth that. Yeah. They are worth that effort and they are worth that uh um uh whatever difficulties like we were talking about with kids not obeying and stuff like that. They're they're worth that. They're worth investing in, they're worth uh our strength and effort and all of those things. And um I think that uh you know, understanding that that burden falls on us and falls on us, not because we're somehow better than everybody else, but we, we should understand the worth um, that is there. Yeah. We've been told about the worth that is there. And so we need to act on it. Yeah. Means that you need to get involved. You need to get involved right now. Um, And so, and you know, there is, something else that Chris said on Sunday that I was like, it even lends itself even more to how we as Christians and followers of Jesus and how we see all human life as yes. valuable. Yes. It's like, cause we do support, you know, and our, we, we not only support, but we're advocates for, and we take part in foster care and orphan care and mm-hmm. taking care of those families who are also doing that. But also, what Chris was talking about with like yeah. even special needs. Yeah. So those type of things, elder care, you know, yeah. the, all that I think it just continues. I mean, hospice care, there's just a whole lot of things that I'm like, Oh yeah. The church is involved in not only those for little kids, but also kids who have special needs mm-hmm. or people later on in life whose life still matters. Yeah. Um, and so I I love that and I love that our church cares about all of that. Well, and I think I think it has a lot to do with God positioning us for this. Yeah. Um we from uh for, for as long as I've been here, yeah, have have had a unusual number of young families and and young families with young children um and things like that and we've we've put a lot of uh resources into into that into caring for um young families and small children and or children Um, right and because of that i think that uh i think that we we have the ability to lead here you know um chris talked a little bit on sunday about a little bit he talked for a few minutes about the uh sbc thing and about how um, one of the things that he talked about was how we had been doing the things that they called for before they called for them. Well, yes, and that's cool. You know, there's always more that could be done and should be done, and and we're moving towards trying to do that. But um, I think that's the same thing here that we see now on the front end of of something that's going to happen, like a a real need. And yeah. I mean, I just have to tell you, like we 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 need to get involved 
Um, yeah. And I guess I wasn't planning on talking this much about this today, but like we, um, it's it's on my heart, and I feel like we need to at least say it. Like this is this is a big deal, um, and it's about to be a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, and and so we need to. Uh, I guess we just need to gird up our loins. How do, how do you? I don't, I don't mean to sound like whatever, but like, just prepare yourself for this being a big deal and, and not only prepare yourself, but like mentally prepare yourself, but like physically prepare yourself, prepare your homes, prepare your, you know, bank accounts, whatever you have to do. Like we're, we're heading into something that's, that's going to be a big deal. And I think, I think for people who might just be caught off guard a little bit, by it, an easy first step is just praying about it, yeah. you know? And it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I think that's a big thing for me. It's like, oh, maybe this hasn't been something that I've cared to think more about, mm-hmm. but I can ask the Lord to align my heart with his heart mm-hmm. with how, and you know, and with not only with his heart for everything, but his heart for those in need in this particular area, because yeah. we're, because we're passionate about that. And because we're members of this body yeah. and the Lord is clearly directing us. And so I I think it's awesome. One that we have a lot of really great examples and resources of people who are in and serving in foster care already. Yeah. That if we have questions, we can go to them, but then we can also just be like, okay, look, being being open to how we can play a part rather than just like I don't know if I'm ready for that right now and it's like n- no there there are ways that we can all be involved and I think Chris sure. talked about that you know yeah I mean yes absolutely you you can be involved without being that person but I mean I want to challenge everybody like, yeah be involved as as involved as you possibly can be right. Because we're talking about gold. Right. You know, it's not like it's not heavy. I get that. It's heavy. It's it's going to cost you. It's going to be hard and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But you're you're carrying gold. Right. You're carrying really, you know, <laughs> it's I, I say gold. Well, you're you're carrying something way more valuable than gold. Mm. Um, and that's not like a like I that sounds real theoretical and everything like that. It is the truth. Like yeah. it, it is the actual, like every time um, my son greets me when I'm coming in the door, mm-hmm. my sons, my daughter greet me when I'm coming in the door and they wrap their arms around me and I hold them close mm-hmm. to, to me. Like I, I have a visceral response in a, like I'm, it is all of me that is all of a sudden very grateful mm-hmm. um, for the, uh, when I remember the opportunity that I have been given mm-hmm. to be their father. I, I yeah. was, they did not come from me. Mm-hmm. They are not my, you know, biological blood, but they have every fiber of my being mm-hmm. attached to them. They are, they, they are mine and they are just, the most valuable treasure, my children and my wife are, Mm -hmm. they are treasures and they're the only treasure that I have. Yeah. Like I have the gospel and I have my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and those, those treasures that I, 
that I own or own that I am stewarded with, mm-hmm. um, are. Yeah. And you know, that, that sounds like, like whatever that they may, that, that may even sound, sound theoretical to you still mm-hmm. like, oh, well, okay. Like we, you know, whatever, like, no, it's the, like, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would not have that if I was not involved. Yeah. Um, with, with fostering and then with adoption. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a, I, it's just one of those things that like, I, um, you know, it's also funny because I think the people that, uh, are going to listen to this, they're probably already involved. Right. Um, but, but it's good for them to hear your heart about it. Well, yeah. And I want, I want us to be overflowing with this so much that we're talking mm-hmm. to everybody else about it. Right. And I think that, start and that's what I love about, um, about being here. I have, you know, I've only been on staff for a couple of years, but have been attending the church for a while before that. And I'm, it's just so encouraging that it's not, okay, well now this is something we should be passionate about because of the Roe v. Wade decision. It's, it's yeah. almost high. It's just highlighting it in this time, but yeah. it is something that we are already passionate about. We take specific time yeah. out of the year, even um, to highlight it, but it's just a part of who we are as a church body and, and, and I think who we that's need awesome. to be. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I'd, I also don't want like, there's, <laughs> there might be somebody out there thinking, well, you know, like, well, he's a, he's a church pastor, like he's mm-hmm. paid Christian, everything like that. We started doing this before that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Maddie. Maddie came to us when I was working in maintenance Yeah, at Pineco. Actually, no, I would have been in uh, in IT, but still, I was working in IT at Pine yeah. Cove. That's what I was doing. Um, this isn't a churchy thing. This is a this isn't a do this in order to get extra brownie points with Jesus thing. This is a mm-hmm. this is a need. And like I said, if you have any, you know, if I can, if I can even appeal to the mercenary side of all of us, the like, what's in it for me side of it is like it there's there is something in it for you and it mm-hmm. is worth more than gold. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, John, thank you for sharing some of that. That's sure. great. Um and I'm sure that this will keep coming up because because it needs to. It needs to keep it, it really up. it really does. And um yeah, we're even working on some things, some projects now that we'll use in the fall about mm-hmm. existing uh, adoptive and foster families in our, in our church and kind of sharing their stories and yeah. testimonies. And I, and I, I love that that kind of brings it home and just makes it even more of a reality. Sure. So that's great. Um, okay. Well, any, anything else you want to talk about for, from last Sunday? I know I want to read the passage no, coming great, up, but great job, Justin. Great job, Chris. Y'all did fantastic. It was a whole lot of fun to just play in the background and, um, get to play my new guitar and stuff that's like that. Awesome. That is so good. All right. I, I'm just going to go back a little bit and read through verse 13. Cause I don't know how far Chris is going. Well, at this point, he's not like, he's, he's not in a hurry though. Right. We've, we've only got, what three, is it? Two more weeks. I think he's got three weeks. No, he's just, he doesn't, he's, seven, he's just, Oh yeah, that's ten. right. 
He's on the 10th and the 17th. Yes. He had three weeks this past week, and now he's only got two weeks. That's right. But he's, like he said in the sermon, there's a lot in this last little bit. That's true. And now he's going to have to fly through it. Should I just read the rest of it? No, just go to... I'll um, go to through 13. 13 is fine. Yeah. So we'll start uh, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. Then it starts at the beginning of that Mm -hmm. paragraph, and then we'll go down. Uh, But do not... Overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be, or yeah, ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Mm. The very word of God. Yeah. Amen. Uh, and I, I think that he's going to talk... Um, a lot this Sunday about the the day of the Lord, right? Um, and you know they talked a little bit last week on the on the in between about hastening the day. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually I think we did that two weeks in a row, but mm-hmm. um, because this was supposed to last week's sermon was supposed to be the week before sermon, and yeah, um, that's kind of the way things roll sometimes. Yes. But hastening the day and the day of the Lord coming, um, and it's so funny. Like this is. Like this is almost it. If you if you let it, this can be like a scary passage in terms of like, I'm I'm sorry, what, what, what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. You're talking about everything dissolving and um, you know all the everything burning and melting, melting and all of mm-hmm. that. And it's like <laughs> this is. <clears throat> we actually have a fun story about this in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I I never got to um. By the time I was really, you know, cognizant of what was going on around me, my grandfather uh, had Parkinson's so bad at the end of his life that it, he just, he didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I remember him sitting in his chair next to the TV um, and he had a real hard time uh, there at the end, especially he had a hard time talking, Okay, um, but he was a quiet man anyway. So he just wasn't super presumptive, but he had hearing aids and he would... It's hard to hear everything, but he was, he was amazing. I loved my mm-hmm. grandfather, love my grandfather, but, um, it's, it was, it's hard for me to imagine then my grandfather was a very skilled baker and he had his own bakery he and his brothers. Um, and you know, I always knew that dad had told me that I didn't like know until later on in my life that, uh, Papa was actually like, he was the baker. Like, it's one thing to own a bakery. It's another thing in my mind, especially to, to be the baker. Like he was the, the guy. He would be able to walk out um, in the morning and tell you how long it was going to take for the bread to rise because he could feel the humidity and pressure and all that stuff. Like he had been doing it for so long that that was a normal thing for him. Anyway, um, and he had super fast hands. Dad said that like it was it was incredible to watch him 
Um, you know, they, if you ever been to like a, um, what's that place? Uh, the conveyor belt donuts, Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Um, you watch them. They've got this thing that rolls across the, the donuts once they've been stamped to pull out the donut holes. Mm-hmm. Well, Papa did, did that all by hand. Wow. Um, and he would fry pies. He would make cakes. He would make bread. He would, um, do all these things. He, you know, dad remembers him twisting the, uh, the cinnamon twists or, you know, the donut cinnamon twists that he would basically just grab the two ends and flick his wrists and they would, you know, shoot out as cinnamon twists. It was like, that's cool. That's, it's incredible to um, think about, but it was such a big part of my dad's life. Like he, he, his, his father was there at four o'clock in the morning you know, and then he would come home, you know, at four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever it was. And, uh, and, you know, then he would go to sleep at seven. This is what my da- grandfather did. He did it to provide for his family. He grew up on a dairy farm, so he kind of thought it was easy work because a dairy farm is a really hard seven days a week work. And Papa got a day off at the bakery. So he's like, this is nothing. Nice. Um, but he was, he was always there, you know, he was always working. He was uh, doing this thing. And that bakery was such a big part of my dad's life. He even worked there when he was uh, younger. And when he was in, I think, high school and college, he came back and worked there some. But uh, after uh, Papa's um, first business partner was his older brother, um, and when his older brother got to the retiring, the age of you know wanting to retire, their retirement was sell the bakery. Yeah. Um, and so Papa actually agreed to it earlier than he really wanted to. Neither one of his sons was going to um, be bakers. Dad was going to be, uh, I think probably by that point, it was obvious that dad was going to be a um, pastor. Or at least that he wasn't going to do that. And Uncle Joe was going to be in real estate and insurance. And so he sold the bakery. And Dad said the bakery without, like, I don't know if he helped him out for a little bit or what. But basically without Papa, it it ended. The bakery couldn't last more than a year or something like that. Um, and the guy who bought the bakery sold the bakery to some developers and the bakery was completely torn down. Hmm. So, you know, downtown at that point, downtown Mount Pleasant, there's all these other buildings and everything like that. And they tore down the bakery and put a parking lot in. Mm-hmm. So it's also kind of this gap in these buildings, but it's a gap really in, you know, dad's childhood. Like that, that building is missing. Yeah. Can't even walk into that building and reminisce like it's not there. And he always said uh, that this this passage came to mind whenever he thought about it, that like there is nothing on this earth that will last. Mm -hmm. If that building didn't last, like there is nothing on this earth that will last. And I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that where you're like that. That was such an integral part of my life and Mm -hmm. it's gone. Like it's just gone. Yeah. Like is. 
And I think that's the experience that we have a lot of times whenever we whenever we do experience the death of a grandparent or a mm -hmm. parent or somebody who's really close to us is that like, oh, my gosh, that person that um, all of those memories like those are just memories. Now, they are not like I can't go back and. Right. We can't go back. And it's that this is that passage of like, oh, and all like this is what this is supposed to remind us of. I know I'm kind of being like you right now i'm sorry about that no you're all right um is that um this is not our home mm -hmm. it never was like we're we're not we're not made for here like this isn't this isn't it like all of this will be a memory yeah um and it's gonna be dissolved as the as that uh verse in amazing grace says dissolved like snow that we didn't mm -hmm. quite get to that was so funny Anyway, um, that this this will this whole earth will dissolve like snow, like that fast. Yeah. Um, and what what is that supposed to? It's supposed to encourage us, <laughs> but it's also supposed to encourage us towards holiness and godliness. Um, and that uh, later on we'll see the the diligence. Um, in in verse fourteen. Mm -hmm. Um. Like these are, this is supposed to be pushing us towards the things that matter. Yeah. That's and reminding so us of the things that are actually costly. Anyway, we're excited about uh, this coming Sunday and what's going to happen. And yeah, be encouraged. <laughs>